Yeah, I think it just worked out like that today, but I don't think that's going to be a norm. Live. What is going on, Gen Nation? Uh, What's up? We're live on Twitch. No. Um, you know, because of the, the, the train wreckness, if you could see my shirt. Uh, there it is. Yeah. Nice. Because of the train wreck quality, uh, right now I'm kind of handcuffed to stream on one platform until I can figure out my internet. So uh, Twitch it is. And then I'll put it up. It'll go up on YouTube either tomorrow or Thursday. Um, so you will oh, not yeah. miss it for anyone who uh, likes to listen to it in the car. So on and so forth. I've been, li- I've been watching Sopranos, so I'm trying to talk like them now. So on and so forth. So forth. <laughs> so forth. So what's up, guys? Go. Zuplex and uh, Scythe. What's the main what up? How you doing? So we have a, we had a, a, a heated debate that we'll get into in a little bit. But before we do, right now, it's kind of a quiet time, right? There's like a little bit of a lull in the uh, in the new content or new shows. Um, the newest big, big dog on the market right now is Willow. And uh, clearly, Disney was like, look, no one's going to watch this if it's competing with a Marvel thing. So let's just put it's it smart. out when nothing it's else smart. is here. Um, smart move, in my opinion. So yeah. I haven't gotten a chance to watch yet, but I know uh, Zuplex, uh, you gave it a shot already. So I figured we'll start off. Let us know uh, your thoughts on yeah. uh, Willow. So I-, I think you guys should watch it. Like it is, it's definitely different from every other type of fantasy show or movie or anything like that uh the main difference is it doesn't seem to be taking itself too seriously in the fantasy world that's, like, that's a good thing kinda, nice which is a good thing it kind of like the dialogue is kind of like modern without like slang but like mm-hmm. they don't talk like certain shows that we've gotten recently it's not like a watching a shakespearean high school play or anything like that. It's not right. like, oh, where art thou, Willow? We mm-hmm. must find thy Willow. You know, but it's, it's not too it's, modern, it's right? Because like the problem oh, is the dialogue modern. is too like modern, then it kind of takes you out of it. Yeah, it's not too modern where it's it's like, you know, let's go down to the store. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. It's it's centered around a group of kids. All the characters are super likable. Um the first episode Kind of gives you a recap of Willow the movie, which I think was much much needed. Um, this and then they kind of like go, they use a few flashbacks of footage of 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 the movie to kind of nail down like, I guess parts where where you're gonna. It's not like overly flashback, but it's to the point where, okay, this is why you should care about this, or this is why this character is kind of feeling like this okay you know now so it's a follow it's a smart question. i got a follow-up question yeah. for you how much yeah. of the original do you need to know in order to enjoy this or if you Good don't question. remember the original at all are you still I don't having think fun much. i mean i had fun with it i don't remember a lot of the original i was meaning to watch the original before excuse me um before i went and dove into this i didn't get a chance to and they really sum up the original relatively quickly in the first episode and kind of just drop you into where they are where they are now that's good because i remember as a kid i remember the original would come on and i'd be like so amped about it but it's been a long time since i've watched it or read about it i really don't know much about what to expect so it's been so long for me that i don't even remember if i watched it or not and i'm pretty sure (laughs) i didn't (laughs) but um because i 
the, the the guy, the main character looks familiar, but it could be from various other like, things. He's done. Like Warwick Davis looks familiar, or one of the other characters looks familiar. Warwick uh, Davis is the uh, the little person. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, but he looks familiar because he basically there's a movie with a little person. He's based, he's been in it. Like I mean, yeah, right? He's, he's all that's what I'm Harry saying. Like, I, I know I know the guy, but right. I don't know if it's because I know Willow or just the guy. You know right. what I mean? Just yeah. the it's guy. been that long, so I don't. I, I don't mean, know. I'm sure you've seen. I'm sure you've also seen like pictures of Willow throughout the years because it would yeah. pop up various different like 80s themed movies or TV shows or whatever. Like I know. um what was that weird show on uh, on ABC with the kid? It was all set in the eighties. One years? No, the Goldbergs. Um, mm. like they did a whole Willow episode. Uh, oh, I never watched that. Yeah, I mean it, the show was kind of bad, but I mean <laughs> the show was kind of bad. <laughs> they would do themed episodes of like different shit from the eighties. Uh, so I I think for someone that's never watched it, jumping into this is perfectly fine. The characters are super likable. Right, they're they're very likable. Um, the chick from Captain America, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, is in it. The one that plays uh, the uh, bad guy. Yeah, yeah, she's in it. She's great. So far, like the first, they dropped two episodes. I had a lot of fun watching them, and it's not like it's it's evenly paced. It's nothing slow. There isn't a lot of setup. It's it's fantasy for people that don't like fantasy. Okay, so that's that's you, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I never said I didn't like fantasy. No, I, know, <laughs> I know, but just so just kind of keeping with the fantasy theme, right? I figured since uh, Willow is kind of the only thing that's out, I wanted to stick yeah. with that. And we'll start with you, oh, Scythe. Real quick, oh, real quick. I know I know Willow's out and everything like that. When we're doing a fantasy themed show here, but if you guys haven't watched Wednesday, I want Netflix, to. I've heard a lot of good things about it. It's. It, I gave it a chance. I wasn't. Didn't wasn't like a really looking forward to it or anything like that. Jump on that because it is. I heard it was good. I heard it was and very good. Too. That's amazing. That's one of the. That's one of those shows though that uh, I have to watch with the wife because she wants yeah, to see yeah. it. So uh, it's like. So in other words, it's gonna take the, seven months to get through it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. See, but it's definitely <laughs> in, in a it's way really good. It's definitely worth watching. It's. A lot of fun. A little, uh, a little yeah. peek into my uh, uh, personal life. My wife doesn't like anything that has nothing to do with like real world. So if she's not, if she's not, if it's not something that can happen like tomorrow, she gets bored of it immediately. She just doesn't like it. So it's a blessing and a curse. I can't really enjoy anything with her. I got her to watch all the Marvel movies, and that was like you know pushing it. But I can watch all the all the fantasy sci fi nerd shit I want without having to wait and never feel guilty about it. So you know, there you go. I'll, I'll I'll fly through uh, Wednesday when I sit down to watch it. Um, I have heard it's good. I will say that. Um, I'm Me not. Too. I like Adam's Family. I like the movies and stuff, but I'm not like some diehard fa- Adam's Family fan. So as yeah. far as like whether or not it follows the lore or like that, I could care less. So uh, I'll give it a shot. I've heard it's good from every single person who's watched it. Not one person's told me it's done. Same. Yeah. It's it's. I mean, it's definitely like a. It's set in like her going to a high school. Um, so it's got like that high school setting, but it's a lot of fun. It doesn't take it like too seriously. It's a great story going through the through the whole uh, season, and like I I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Gotcha. Like, I threw it on because I had nothing else to watch, and I was just like, ah, let's see, let's see what this is about. Right. Fall in love with it, so well, we'll give it a shot. Like I said, there's not much out there, and Willow's coming out on a weekly basis. So I mean, you know, once you once you catch up on Willow, you got to wait a week. So you have a, you have a whole week to catch up on uh, Wednesday. 
Exactly. Um, so, I'm just waiting for The Last of Us at this point. I was I'm so amped say, for that uh, show. Just before we get into the first like kind of question I want to throw out there, um, there's a few things. So John Wick 4, there's some footage roaming around the internet that Keanu Reeves showed recently. Uh, what's up, Buttersworth? Thanks for jumping into the uh, stream. And yeah, uh, what the up, first Butters? chat of the stream, I see you have a little badge next to your name, so thank you for that. Um, the Last of Us, if you haven't yet, Scythe and I did a reaction to that trailer. Carmine, I don't know if you've seen that reaction we did or just seen the trailer, but I have a feeling that's going to be like just one of the greatest just shows. Kiss. I mean, listen, just we're biased, kiss. right? We're gonna we're gamers and all that stuff, and we love the the story that The Last of Us has anyway. But that trailer just really looks say, amazing, dude. To give us credit, yeah, we're biased gamers, but we shit on a lot of adaptations. We do. We're not just gung ho like, oh, this is amazing because it's a video game story. No, no we're we pretty do. critical. We want we want to the fault, best maybe. version of it. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. I shit a lot on the last Mortal Kombat movie, and I know a lot of people who love it, but to me, eh, you know, so we will we will tear it apart. Honestly, if uh, if it doesn't hold up to our standards, our high lofty standards, I mean, like, everything like our so matters. Everything we've seen so far from it seems like it's going to be a home run. So yeah. we, but we thought that about the Halo trailer too. Sorry. That's the thing. All the trailers for Halo looked sick too, and then it turned out yeah. that it was one of the worst shows ever created for mankind. And they started so, episode one with a bang, and you're like, "All right, this series is going to be amazing." And then it was like, yeah. <laughs> I will say, it's like the fastest nosedive I've ever seen. I was, I was just going <laughs> to say that it may hold the record for fastest, like just trash dive. They blew the budget like, on the first episode, and we're like, "We're good." Oh, I don't even want to. We don't need that. to CGI the helmet anymore. Just leave the helmet leave off. Them. The first, the, I remember the first episode ended, and I literally thought to myself, "This is going to be the best video game adaptation I've ever seen." Like I was just so into it as not a big Halo mm-hmm. fan. And then, and then Quan Ha came. It was like within, yeah. I want to say within the first ten minutes, I'll give it of, of episode two. I literally could just feel myself deflate, and then it just kept getting smaller and smaller. And you know, and Quan Ha just ruined the whole show. And now Quan Ha was so bad, not to go on a Halo rant. That I use it to describe other things that have the same kind of nonsense pacing. Max. It's the Quan Ha effect. But anyway, speaking of bad sci-fi, uh, I before we get into the question, I do want to thank the Facebook group. Everyone on the Facebook group, I appreciate you all. And you guys are all geniuses, obviously. I put up a poll yesterday. <laughs> Does fantasy or are fantasy and sci-fi the same genre? Because Scythe and our, our man John the Captain both wanted to battle me that they're the same genre. They mean the same thing. And I can't believe this was even an argument. Well, so 20 votes say that they were not the same genre. You can make that that 21. All right, 21. There's actually eight (laughs) people in the Facebook group that say that they are, they basically fall into the same category. It's not a big deal. So eight votes is more than I expected. Those are eight people that will follow John off a cliff. They don't count. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's true. So, uh, but I appreciate you guys for basically just giving me the win there because I don't get the win all the time with these guys. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. So sticking with the sci-fi fantasy comment, uh, I wanted to throw it out to you guys. Scythe, we'll start with you since I jumped to uh, Carmine before. What would you say, and I'm going to keep it as two separate genres just to torture you. What would you say is the absolute best moment in any fantasy movie? And pick one for sci-fi as well. I'm, cu- I'm kind of curious what moment you guys would go for. Yeah, but he, he thinks they're the same genre, so does he only get one? <laughs> no, he'll get two then. Well, I'm interested <laughs> to see if he picks two fantasy movies. Uh, I don't know, man. Go Carmine first. All right, go uh, I got to think on that. 
Okay, <laughs> Carmine. So, so with fantasy, I, I'm not a huge fantasy fan. Okay. Well, yeah, but obviously, my, everyone knows what you thought of Lord of the Rings. I mean, Jesus. I, oh, God, it's the Max. worst. Um, but I'll say this, is that I guess my favorite scene in any or moment in any fantasy project would be the Battle of the Bastards, and it's got nothing to do with it. It's got no fantasy yeah, there's, there's no magic. There's, well, there is a giant. There is a giant in there, so I guess that makes sense. That, the, uh, and a dire wolf. So that's the magic part. The Battle of the Bastards was so well done. You went TV. I mean, you know, and I I can't argue that because that was such a phenomenal, yeah. one of I the mean, best battle was, scenes. It's such it's such a great uh, scene. The way they shot it, the way you feel like you're in. I don't the even think I've like, seen that. Well, that was in Game of Thrones. Oh, so that was, that was like season seven. Oh, that makes of, sense. Uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, that so makes sense. That. I mean, it's it's one of the most like amazing yet claustrophobic, uncomfortable scenes to watch. Because you feel like you're drowning with them in the mud. Yeah. And you feel like you're fighting with them in the mud. It was just, it was such an amazing, amazing feat of giving us something in a show that you you, you never thought you'd see. Just like to kind of never paint the picture, uh, Scythe, it's called the Battle of the Bastards because it's basically two armies going at it led by somebody who's a bastard on both sides or who was, one of them was a bastard, but that's, you know, going into more detail than yeah. you need. But during the battle, there's basically a scene where once the good guys basically are losing, they're surrounded by the bad guys. They all basically have to run in one. They're trying to like kind of break through this barrier of people. They get stopped and they run the other way. So you have two sides of this group just conver- kind of um, converging in the middle. And the suffocation he's talking about is the main character that we're following is dead middle of it. He gets knocked over and then he's just trying to claw his way through this pile of bodies that is just on top of him because he can't breathe. Like, and, and, uh, and just, yeah, and honestly, amazing. I think that's one of the reasons why it, that scene stands out because in all these big battles with you know hundreds and thousands of fighters and blah, 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 we've never seen that. That has to be something that happens a little bit more regularly yeah. when you have that many people battling, you know, and we've never seen something like that. And I remember even myself kind of, it was like hard to watch because it was so like intense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Buttersworth says so, I mean, uh, Zuplex secretly loves Lord of the Rings. I don't know, man. I don't know. He's pretty he's pretty adamant and consistent. Yeah, he's pretty adamant. He's pretty consistent. So that's your fantasy yeah. pick. What, what would be your sci-fi pick? So, I mean, there's so many to choose from with sci-fi. Like, there's so many great, amazing... Yeah, this is too hard for me, to be honest. ...moments in sci-fi. But I'd have to say hard-pressed... Um. See, I have one that's a little more obscure. Uh, what's, what's yours? What's yours? Well, Chris? So I know my favorite. I know my favorite pure sci-fi movie is, but it doesn't have any like huge moments. Well, what's the movie? Well, let me. Get, I want to know that. What's your favorite? Uh, your pure. Your favorite pure sci-fi movie is the Fifth Element. The Fifth Element. Okay. Yeah, like out of yeah. pure sci-fi, space opera, like that is sci-fi. That embodies right. the term sci-fi to me, one hundred percent. Right, and there really is no. I mean, listen, it's a great movie, but there's no like yeah, super there's no, epic like, scene or something that super happens. Super epic scene in it. You know it's what? Actually, like, my, you know my favorite sci. You know, the, probably the best sci-fi scene ever is T two. T two when the Terminator gets melted and he's coming through and he's the 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 skeleton robot. That's like, a good choice. That's so that's iconic choice. that I, that's got to be up there. You know. But now, so Fred, you you would say T two is can also be considered a fantasy movie. 
I mean, why not? Because <laughs> all made up shit. Yeah, but we have cyborgs all in made real up life. Shit. There's cyborgs my in real life. Is, my thing is, that one, that one Boston College or whatever, you know, they create robots constantly, and they're pretty close <laughs> to being assassins. I mean, like, <laughs> like, they're getting closer, closer. They're getting closer and sure. closer to building their own Terminator. We're going to see a team. Uh, my my thing is more of they're just they're more similar than they're different. So I, I don't oh. know. All right. I mean, that's that's a separate question. I mean, I, I guess I wouldn't well, argue. See, like, I, I wouldn't I argue that they're, they're so different. different no, like the, my thing is the things that make fantasy fantasy specifically, and the things that make sci-fi sci-fi is one is rooted in magic and one is rooted in science. But like the idea, yeah. the creativity behind it, because you know a lot of people will say that like magic, you know, is just science that we haven't figured out yet. So like you know, if when you think of it like that, I wouldn't. I kind of agree that they're not so different, but I still would say they're two separate genres. They're not the same genre, you know what I mean? But I can I tell you mine. Have you guys ever seen a movie called District Nine? Yes. yes. So it was a good movie. The end of that movie, specifically when Rickus, the main character comes back to save Christopher and basically is just amping himself up and just yelling how he's not scared and he's just fighting everyone off and whatever. I remember going to the theater to see that movie, not really expecting much. It, the trailers made it look like a found footage thing, so I was just kind of thinking it might be entertaining. And it was just fucking an amazing movie. It really just hooked me. But that scene, I never expected him to just kind of turn around and become this like badass. He was just like a pussy the whole time. And that whole final scene when he catches the missile, like that to me was one of the most epic sci-fi moments in any any sci-fi movie I've seen, like that was so good. I still remember like the feeling there. But I mean, I Let's could go, go, you know, I could go the obvious route, right, and pick Star Wars or something, you know, Anakin versus like, uh, uh, Obi Wan. Star, Star Wars is one I think is is one of the very few franchises that plays in both fantasy and sci-fi. Yeah, Star yeah. Wars for sure does. Um, like for me, like lightsabers is sci-fi, force powers is fantasy. Oh, Rules right. 11, thanks for jumping into the stream. A brand new uh, uh, follower of the Twitch channel. Uh, her and I were talking yesterday. And I think you uh, saw some of the MVP podcast that Scythe was doing. Uh, thanks for jumping in. Right now we're talking about some of our favorite moments from sci-fi or a fantasy movie. And really, you know, can sci-fi and fantasy, are they the same genre or are they two different genres? So let us know your opinion in the chat when you get a chance. Um, but go ahead, Carmine. Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, what were you saying? <laughs> Star Wars is is a blend because it, it's just it's not real locations. It's there's mm. magic involved, aka the Force, the but force, then you yeah. have a lot of science, yeah, which is we're gonna ignore the mini chlorians. The Force and, is magic. And, yeah, and yeah. Uh, space wizards. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> and um, so you have like droids and, and you know. Uh, uh, what's the name? Like Luke's hand, robotic hand. Right, right. <laughs> like, well, well, yeah, and all of yeah, yeah. So exactly. So it's just it's it's a mixture of both. So that one's just I don't yeah, that one's know. that one's a bad example because that? that falls in fantasy. Both. Yeah, so, or, I guess I think technically it would be a sci-fi movie with fantasy elements. Like I think that's how they would describe it. If you know, I guess if you, if you had to be specific. Oh. And then what would you describe like a like a comic book movie like? See that so that was gonna be one of my questions that I didn't tell you guys. I was gonna throw it out there and kind of send you a send you off guard a little bit. So what do you consider like the Marvel, the MCU? Are those science? It's kind of the same. It's sci-fi fantasy. It's it is kind of right because you you have your wizards, right? Your Doctor Strange's, your Wong. There's magic, Scarlet Witch. Uh, You have witches, uh, but it's just here's where here's where I'm at with the with the MCU is that 
each movie is a different genre, in my opinion. I think, because, yeah, I, I can go with that. Like Captain America, Winter Soldier, perfect example, right? Sci-fi. That's neither, I don't think it's either. I think it's a political thriller. Well, political thr- thriller, sure, but like, you know, we don't have helicarriers that can kill a million Captain America and so the Winter Soldier were a scientific experiment. Like <laughs> right, they took a serum to get super soldier. Right. But I'm saying the basis of the movie isn't is in all of those things it's it's basically a, pl- a political yeah, thriller i don't disagree with that it's right that sci-fi right elements. but that w- no, with Doctor with Strange's that of madness when you break it down is really a horror movie right but it, fucking Doctor the problem Strange, though is like madness yeah you talk about let's okay I mean, so i'm just, Ant- I'm just saying that Ant-Man. i think ant-man is a perfect yeah. example it's a heist movie through and through heist. right right it's a heist movie Ant-Man itself is a scientific masterpiece. Right. It's all science. It's sci-fi. So, it, so it's, it's, it's a heist movie mean, with sci-fi that elements. Doesn't mean it's sci-fi, right. right? That just means it's got science involved in it. No, but that's science fiction, you know, you know made up science. Right. So that's, you know. I mean, uh, barely, you know what I'm saying? That's like saying Mission well, Impossible. I feel like, <laughs> that's, you know, like, you like and I are on the same Mission page impossible. here, but I feel like you're, you're almost trying to, trying to make a sound bad. I mean, there is sci-fi. Oh, no, no, no yeah. what I'm saying is that, all right, Mission Impossible. So that's a that's basically a political thriller or a heist movie or whatever you want to call it. But he's got all these gadgets that are science fiction. That doesn't make Mission Impossible a science fiction movie. Well, James I, Bond that example, is in a yeah. science fiction movie because he's got missiles that could shoot out of his car, and that's science and fiction also. Like that's you're, that's not fiction though. There, there are missiles that can shoot out of a vehicle. I believe that exists. Yeah. It's more, it's more, pra- I think it's, it's, I think it comes down to practicality. Like, is it a practical thing that w- would actually be right? Uh, believable in real right. life? Like, like where it happened. Like, Ant-Man, we're not believing Ant, right. there's a, there's a suit out there that shrinks you down or blows right. you up. Like, it, I mean, I no, think that's right. where no, it comes I, that to me, that's, that's where the sci-fi genre, I kind of agree, I guess. And this does agree with you, uh, Carmine. That's where you draw the line. You know what I mean? Can, like, if you think to yourself, 10 years, 20 years from now, can they act? Do you think they're going to be able to do that? If the answer is yes, then it's not sci fi. It's just science. And I guess know, we're for working me, towards the, it. But if, he, if, the you're, the if you're never going to do movie, it, then. I guess for me, the genre of the movie isn't what is in the movie, but more along the lines of what the plot revolves around. Yeah, or the feeling of the movie is what I would kind of... You know what I'm saying? So, like... Yes. Again, like, Ant-Man, yes, there's there's, sci- there's sci-fi elements to it where he grows and goes small, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a heist movie. It's not really a sci-fi movie. Right. Like when I think well, of sci-fi, sci-fi heist. Movies, <laughs> sci-fi. <laughs> Sci heist. When I think, of, when I think yeah. of sci-fi movies, I'm thinking of the fifth element, Event Horizon, Terminator... Um, like all of these movies that really were would you say like day after tomorrow, like all the all the catastrophe movies, would those all be science fiction? No, no, they're disaster movies. They have their own genre. That's all. Yeah, it's its own genre. There's it's a, it's a, own genre. There's a whole even genre though it's all disaster. science. Yeah, well, I guess science is rooted in it, but it's a there's a whole genre yeah. for like when the, the world is just genre falling apart. Disaster movies, yeah, they're called Roman Emmerich movies. Butterworth uh-huh. says, uh, like I said before, it's like Frodo putting on the ring and becoming the predator. You know, uh, if Hollywood God. wants an idea for a movie that I would definitely go watch, it's that. <laughs> Let Frodo put the ring on and then start hunting down orcs with that shoulder laser. I would be there for that in a heartbeat, yeah. fighting off fucking Sauron with those claws. Come on, dude. That'd be amazing. Yeah. That'd be amazing. 
But I, so now, all right. So we said our sci-fi one. This way, comic book like the MCU to me is just comic book movies. Like superhero movies are their own genre at this mm-hmm. point. There's so many of them that like it's not like back in the day when. You know, See, this is got, where we fall. Sorry to cut you off. This is where we fall into like weird subgenres and like where it all branches out. I feel like because it's all yeah, the same yeah. thing, and then but they each have their own element that makes them different from each other. Well, it's all fiction. See, when you say it's all yeah. the same thing, I, I that to me doesn't sound right. It's all fiction. No, for but sure. but if we're talking about like superhero movies, like well, just can, because it's a superhero movie, elements. they're by themselves. Like I don't know. No, no, but, they, but no, but they can borrow okay. elements. You know what I mean? The you know, it's just like music, right? You mix you mix different genres of music. You wouldn't say hip hop and pop are the same thing. They're two different genres, but they mix. You know? It's not so big that they're just their own category now. Well, that's like, true. I mean. I, yeah. There's just yeah. so many of them. The MCU is so big. The DC movies are so big that, like, at this point, it's really their own genre. I do you know? think uh, I would say my favorite from a fantasy movie, and this might be a little obscure. Also, have you guys ever watched Warcraft, the, the movie? Yes. No. So, yeah. so there's a scene in that. Uh, Scythe. It's I honestly, believe, I, it, I cannot uh, believe you're about to say Warcraft has your favorite fantasy. Scene well, it's one of my favorite fantasy scenes, scenes from a fantasy movie. It's an underrated movie. Okay, screw you. I don't play Warcraft, but it's a really good movie though. It's much better than people give it credit for. Specifically, the magic portion. But there's actually a scene where the main character Travis Flamel, who was from uh, Vikings, who's the main character, he was Ragnar in Vikings. Uh, he basically watches his kid get killed by this orc general or whatever. He gets captured. All kinds of shit happens. He, tr- you know, he basically. I don't know. I forget exactly how it happens, but he has to go one on one with this general and he's just staring this guy down and the orc is huge and stronger and whatever. And he kills him in one shot. And the way he does it is just cool. And then afterwards, everyone just shows him the respect of like, yeah, you know what? You, 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 you got yours, man. And like, they let him go. Like, it's just a phenomenal scene. It's really, really well done. So that's uh, probably one of my favorite. Uh, I mean, that was, that was a good scene. That yeah, was a good scene. It's great. I mean, listen, the movie is underrated. It's not the greatest fantasy movie ever. Um, I would probably. I didn't bother argue. because I didn't, I didn't play the game. I just was like, eh. That's why I bothered because I didn't play the game because I knew if I played the game, yeah. there's no way I was liking that movie. I don't know anything <laughs> about the lore, and I, I could just tell from the trailer. I'm like, there's no way they did this justice. But you know, you know what I think is an underrated sci-fi movie that not a lot of people have seen, what? or that or that got destroyed for whatever reason. I don't know why people thought it was Starship so- Troopers. Amazing, <laughs> amazing sci-fi. I love movie. Starship amazing. Troopers, but Would I feel like, like it's just more? one of those. It's just one of those movies that people hate it, but like it, if you actually watched it, you'll love it. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I love, love that movie it. so much. It's so it's such an entertaining, stupid little popcorn flick. People uh, gotta watch it. Amazing. Uh, no, but Valerian, City of a Thousand Planets. I really didn't like that movie too much. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the worst I've it. ever seen, but I feel like they it almost expected itself to be when it so comes big to like, and it just was like when it comes eh. to like pure sci-fi. Like that's those well, that's, are the type yeah. of movies I think of. Yeah, you I don't. Know? I don't disagree there. But let me ask you this question then. Let's just let's just going by the answer that sci-fi and fantasy are two separate genres, but they can share, you know, aspects. Where does the Matrix fall? Sci-fi. See, so you, you think though? Because yeah. I, I yeah. feel like, I feel like the fact that you know with Neo being able to do whatever he wants and fly, and even in the real world, being able to stop see, the here's the thing though. Here's the thing. It's sci-fi until Neo does his stuff outside in the real world. Like, then like, it becomes like fantasy. Movie one is full sci-fi, and then two and three starts to become more fantasy. Yeah, like the fact that like, he can stop machines with his hands in the real world, right. that just makes it fantasy. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, the Matrix is a tough one because it got so convoluted towards number three anyway. Yeah. Became- yeah, we're going to ignore that the fourth one exists. We're just going to stick with the first three. Yeah. Um, but for me, like the original first Matrix is all straight sci-fi. I, I don't disagree with that, yeah. I mean, the, the yeah. whole, and they explain it in the movie. That's one of the negatives about yeah. the movie that they have to explain all the friggin' science. It's like, you know, just tell us he can do shit. <laughs> let's, just, let's just move on. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, look, like, listen, man. Architect scene and. Wait, Fred never <laughs> gave us. Fred never, get, never gave us his favorites. I don't know, man. It's all a jumbled mess in my head, so I can't pick one out. We've seen so many of them. You know, I would think that there's probably more sci fi movies, in my opinion, that have gained an audience versus fantasy fantasy seems to well, you, know, you have your lord of the rings fantasy, but there's not a lot out there yeah. that pulls it i mean yeah. to, to blend the two and audiences to blend the two and take the easy way out i would have to say uh luke coming back in the mandalorian that was one of my favorite moments of any star wars thing like it, I, just that happening was a great moment for me so i don't know I, it's a, a cop-out, but... See, now, then that brings me to, like, you know, like, Darth Vader's Rogue One scene. The, you know, that might take the cake for the best sci-fi moment. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a sick scene, yeah. too. I don't I was know. I trying to stay away from Star Wars because it's so, it's it's so obvious. in the middle. It, it, yeah. Well, no, because it's so in the middle of the two genres that, like, I, I feel like if I'm going to pick the best sci-fi, I want it to be from a pure sci-fi movie. Well, what's uh? I mean, what would be probably the most obscure sci-fi movie that you've watched that you could think of? I mean, that's I'm putting you on the spot now. I just thought of this question off the top of my yeah. head. You know, we've seen a lot of movies, I, I'm sure, and I'm sure we've I mean, seen like, a lot I of films in genres. I can go real obscure with this, but I mean, like what is like? Were, would you consider like Johnny Mnemonic really obscure? That's pretty obscure, but I I don't think that's that obscure because it had Keanu in it. Right, but that's before thinking, Keanu was Keanu. I mean, he oh, at that I'm point he only more, did Bill and Ted. Yeah, uh, Equilibrium. Equilibrium, fantastic Ted. movie, dude. Yeah, that's up there. Uh, Existence. Yeah, that's is one. Bill and Ted a comedy sci-fi fantasy? I would think so. I think it falls into all three. <laughs> Although maybe more no, not fantasy though. Really, just sci-fi. There's, sci-fi. No, there's no magic in it. Really, I guess. Right? Yeah. It's really more Plus you the magic of music. Now here's a here's a, a big question. Do you consider Harry Potter sci-fi? No, it's fantasy. One hundred percent. Does it have any sci-fi elements? No. That's what I thought too. I don't know. I don't watch Harry Potter, so I can I tell you. Really watch. So Harry Potter is an example of one of the movies that has a book that has one of the would have been the greatest fantasy scene ever made that they just fucked up in the movie. So here's here's sorry to cut you off. That just you just like pop something in my head. So the Harry Potter book, what area in the bookshelf is that sitting on? That's fantasy, or maybe young adult. Probably young adult. Yeah, probably young adult. adult. Undying Beast ninety four. Thank thanks for jumping into this chat. He says nice stream. I'll take. Hey, appreciate that. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think it would be in the young adult, but I think it would, if it, if a, it had, I guess it would be fantasy. Yeah. I guess it would be yeah. in fantasy. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those see like now books is really where fantasy thrives, right? Cause there's yeah. so many, yeah. there's so many fantasy like, yeah, they can't really uh, translate it to the, to the, to the visual medium as well, because the, the I think one of the biggest thing with fantasy is, you know, kind of the emotion and the feeling involved behind the characters and, 
unless you just flat out say it every time they get upset or something, you can't really show that. I think it also you know, comes down to like, a lot of times the book series for fantasy are very, very long. Yeah. Like Wheel of, Wheel of Time is a perfect example. Like Wheel of Time has like 26 books somewhere around there. Like, yeah, I mean, lore is a huge thing, right? With the fantasy like, yeah, novels and stuff. Yeah. So a lot of these book series, they. They have like one book about the elves, one book about the dwarves, one book about this, and and then like this happens and that happens, and it's just an ongoing like never ending series of of just fantasy books. I don't so disagree. It's, it, it's and that's why I think it's always harder to translate fantasy from books onto film because there's so much in those genres. You know, that's why yeah. like the one book from Lord of the Rings took three movies that were all six hours long each of a bunch of people walking. Like, it, well, how many was, books was Game of Thrones? Five. Game of Thrones was five books. Well, technically, in the end, it's supposed to be seven books, but only five came out, and the author's going to die before he finishes the last two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and look at that. That gave us eight seasons, and then now we're doing a prequel season. <laughs> You know, right. and the prequel season is so. based off of like a small portion of the fourth book. So I yeah. mean, they're turning that into yeah. an entire show for, I think, five yeah. seasons. They said they want to go. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's going to be five seasons long. Jesus. Whereas like a sci-fi book, you can kind of cut and paste and and really, um, really put into like one, maybe two movies, everything that happens in a sci-fi book. Because sci-fi books are usually one, maybe two books, three books, something like that. I, I kind of would like the Hollywood to get back to just like one or two movies for a property and then just end it and move on. Everything's got everything's yeah. got to be a trilogy and four or, or more. And it's just like, come on, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, too much. We, we've talked about the part of the problem with Hollywood right now is just that, you know, they got to make money and the business has changed. And with streaming and everything like that, like franchise ran, ran out of ideas. Yeah. I, it's not that I, it's not that they ran out of ideas. The ideas are all there. You can see it with like studios like A twenty four, like they're putting out fresh ideas for movies and stuff like that all the time. But big studios like your Warner Brothers, your Paramount, your your uh, Disney, and everything like that are not going to take chances on small right movies that aren't going to like that. They're going to have to see their ROI for those movies. It takes years to get back the money that they're going to spend, and they don't have the type of Patience, or you know, I mean, listen, they got to make money. That's that's the whole thing. Well, right? We're getting to a point now where they're not even making money back on big budget movies, aka yeah. Black Adam. Did you guys hear about that news? That's going it's going a little DC rant. It's it's been a while. Uh, <laughs> it's it, it, they're saying it's Black ridiculous that lose. that movie counted uh, took that much money to make. They're saying that Black Adam right now looks like it's about it to lose slow-mo. fifty to a hundred million dollars. After the take the theaters get after the marketing budget and after yeah. the budget of the movie. So, you know, sorry, Rock, but uh, let James Gunn was, do his thing and step out. It's also because I think what I heard was uh, China banned the movie. So they, it never yeah. released in China. So that's a huge yeah. chunk of profit did that they, they just why couldn't tap ban into. The movie, though? Did they ever announce? I don't know. They why? just yeah. randomly ban shit all the time over there. Because I think it had to do with it being set in the Middle East, if I'm not mistaken. Because like, there's nothing yeah. in the movie that I can that seems like it would be nah. disrespectful to China or like that. You know, nah, I don't know, man. They might just banned it because the rocks in it, to be honest with you. They don't like yeah, him. Yeah, who knows? He's too big of a human. Yeah, they might, they might just not like him. 
for whatever reason. Maybe. Like China bans random ass shit all the time, trying to get studios all to the time. I, I will tell you, I guarantee that when Black Adam is streaming, though, I think it's going to make up a lot of ground. Well, that's you know what I mean. Yes, Only, but I know that's, so many people who were not impressed by the trailer and didn't even go see it because they're just waiting for it to come yeah, on HBO Max. But I don't. I don't think streaming is going to make it that much money, though. Because... It's not gonna, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to like. <clears throat> like uh, make up whatever it lost, but I think it'll make yeah. up enough of it to show that there should be sequels and like kind of carry it along. You know what I mean? But I don't you think get, it's gonna like suddenly all of a sudden he's gonna make another hundred million dollars because of streaming. Streaming money is like yeah. a weird a weird thing when it comes to movies because like that's true. You don't get like the the streaming company doesn't get or the the studio doesn't get money for each person watching it on each stream unless no, it's paid for, for every uh, right. uh new subscriber really yes yeah. and that's the streamer gets that money you know right. the streaming service gets so the problem with like warner brothers is that they have their own streaming service so they're not, they're not like selling it to netflix right so they can't get any money by selling it off to netflix or some or like amazon or anything like that they're throwing it on their streaming service to try and get new subscribers yeah so if they don't get new subscribers then Fuck you know them. They don't really get any money out of it. Um, so speaking of Warner Brothers, uh, there was some news that came out about Warner Brothers. Speaking of fuck them. Yeah. Uh, Ice Cube. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard this, but Ice Cube is basically demanding that Warner Brothers just hand him the black, the um, the Friday rights. Friday. Yeah. So he could do I it did hear this. And I, I think it's smart because now that Discovery's in charge, right. he's probably thinking he has a chance. But well, he, And he flat out said, I'm not for, number one, he's not going to pay for what's his. And, like, you know, if it wasn't for him, basically, the first Friday movie, him and Chris Tucker, the first two Friday movies probably wouldn't have done well. But uh, this, the yeah. second thing, though, is that he's been trying to get the movie released. Warner Brothers has just been, you know, being Warner Brothers and fucking it up. And he knows the fans want it. So he's like, look, give me the, the rights for free. I will make the movie and then make you money. He flat out said mm-hmm. it. He's like, so why should I have to pay for that? I'll, you'll make your money back. Why would Warner Brothers? Why would Warner Brothers give him the rights for free when they could just pay him to make? Well, I'm sorry. He they they own the distribution rights. He owns like the the IP essentially. So he just wants them to give him the distribution rights so he can actually get it made and get it out there because they clearly don't want to. They've been they've been putting it on hold for years. Then they lose. Then they lose everything. They don't make any money off of it. Then well, he'll work out a deal. And I think what he's trying to say is like, come to me, give me, like, let's like, work it out, and I'll give it to you. If he's, saying, if he's saying, give me the distribution rights for free, then wh- why would Warner Brothers ever do that? Because why not? Because if you give him the distribution True. rights, and then you basically work out a deal with him to make maybe, I don't know, ten percent, twenty percent, whatever it is, on the overall profit of the movie, you're, you're making yeah, something. But, Otherwise, it's just sitting there, and you're not doing anything. With it. Distribution, yeah, but they don't have to do anything with it because. But my it's, point is, you have a person who actively wants to do something with it, so get, let him do it. The worst but, that happens is the movie makes no money because he's in. A, he wants to pay for it to be made by himself. He doesn't. Want, he's not asking them for money, so just let him make it. Yeah, but you're also giving up. Like, then what if it's a hit and then Water Brothers doesn't get any money from it? No, like, but that's, that's only. Yeah, that's, that's my point. You got to. You got to negotiate. But they're not going to. They're not going to give up. They're not going to give up distribution rights for for a, a franchise yes, movie like that. The point is, they're fucking up, and they have a guy who can do the fourth Friday movie. This is Rocky all over again, bro. Well, Rocky, that's a whole different thing, though, because Stallone doesn't own anything. He he owns nothing about Rocky legally, besides (laughs) the fact that he's just the face of the franchise. I know. And and let's let's be honest, though. Creed is, you know, everyone's going to go see Creed 3 anyway, and Stallone's not even in it. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. I so, mean, like at the end of the day, like they found a workaround for Rocky because now they're like, all right, we don't have to give you anything because you're not the face of the franchise anymore. Yeah. Now Michael yep. B. Jordan is. So and Michael B. Jordan's like, I'm sorry, Rock. I'm I'm gonna just continue to keep my mouth shut and get my money. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna keep getting signed yeah. to this role and make my money. Yeah, yeah, speaking of more um, Warner Brothers and DC fuck ups, the Flash uh, Scythe, you put it up on the Facebook group. Uh, the Flash's release date has been moved up. Uh, now suddenly they're in a rush to kind of get this movie released. For a while, they just kept getting pushed back, and now all of a sudden it's coming out in I March. Know. I um, mean, James Gunn's in charge now, so maybe he's just like, "Listen, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Get it out there, so I can start doing my thing." Like we recut the ends so now. Now resets the whole universe. Now James Gunn's in charge. Let me do James Gunn shit. Now. Yeah, and I think too, it's funny because uh, we got a Blue maybe. Beetle poster and a release date. We got the Flash release date with a new image. It, yeah. it literally is almost like James Gunn's like, all right, give me a list of everything that's been finished. All right, we're just gonna release them now. All right, you come at, you come here, you come here, you come here. We got to get past them. We got to make the money James back. Gunn, James Gunn has been very, very active on Twitter with a lot of cryptic fucking tweets right now. So yeah, speaking of that, I saw your your uh, TikTok. Yes, uh, Zuplex with the TikTok about the Kingdom Come uh, storyline. You don't think he's gonna be adapting that? to the big screen i will so i don't know if you saw the one i stitched it from with panda mm-hmm. uh, shout out to panda red yep um but basically he was saying that he doesn't want them to make a kingdom come storyline and i tend to agree with that because the kingdom come storyline is very difficult <laughs> to to put on the screen because basically the kingdom come story line was an answer to the 90s comics becoming ultra violent Okay. Where they were like, we have to like these new heroes are too violent. The old heroes kind of to kind of step in and be like the superheroes again, and like be okay. heroes again, not like vigilantes. So like they had to be like do some heroic shit and like some classic like superhero shit instead of just violence, 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 violence. So my theory is James Gunn's been using Kingdom Come to tweet out that. Because he's saying that he is the Kingdom Come storyline, that he is going to change the look and the feel and the violence and all that stuff and give us classic superhero stories again. How is he going to change it, though? Like he's going to dumb it down a little bit? No, it's not dumb it down. It's just lighten it. Like how many dark, gritty versions of of these heroes do we need at this point? Like, you know, like. Even Man of Steel, which was an amazing movie, it's it's like dark washed in yeah. It's that's the exact right way though. Gray. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like the it's so heavy. Like Superman is not supposed to be a heavy character. Right. He's the Boy Scout. Right. Right. right? Well, He's not yeah. I mean, hopefully James Gunn character. follows the. I don't want to say follows the Marvel route, but like hopefully he follows the Marvel route in the sense that each character, like the 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 feeling of the movie will be dictated by the type of character it's about versus like every movie like wonder woman being gray and dark and superman being gray and dark and all that nonsense Um, yeah that's what i'm saying like the flash should never be gray and dark right he's supposed to wear red not like a like mustard or or ketchup color but not even that like he's supposed to be fun speaking of the flash fun character you know going back going back to the flash real quick uh one of the images that shown that was released, uh, I think, today or maybe yesterday, shows one of his alternate costumes in the movie. And people have figured out that it looks like it's an old Batman costume, essentially painted red with a lightning bolt painted over the bat symbol. 
and what they're saying is that they think Michael Keaton, his Batman essentially gives, or he uses a, a Michael Keaton Batman costume to create one for himself. Maybe it's like one of his first costumes or an alternate version of it. Yay. Yeah, I know. Like, it's like I'm reading it and I'm just like, oh, I agree. Gosh. I read a whole thing too about how Supergirl is basically going to take the Superman role in the Flashpoint storyline that they're kind of adapt. God. It's just like, you know, we're going to have characters that haven't been established in like such major moments. And I'm just like, I, I can't. I just got to get past this movie. I mean, it, it, it'll work for Flashpoint because it is an alternate future. Right. It kind of fits, you know. You know, so it'll kind of fit. They can kind of do whatever they want with it, which I think is good. But then again, like, they don't have the track record of giving us good stuff when they can do what they want. Right. So right. I don't know if it's necessarily a great thing. I mean, the Flashpoint storyline is such a fucking major story. Major. And, and, and it's so in-depth with what they did like there was offshoots for every book like there's flashpoint batman there's flashpoint wonder woman there were so many different storylines that that developed out of that you know you got the the um uh wonder woman versus aquaman the the atlantean war with with thermoscara and you got you got uh bruce dying instead of his parents and his dad right. going crazy and becoming batman like this violent batman that uses guns and his mom going so insane that she becomes the Joker. Like th- that right there, that storyline itself is such an insane storyline to have. It really is. It really you is. Know, I don't I'm see little, how. They- uh, I just don't like it's the wrong. I mean, I get why Flashpoint is the focus right now. And, you know, what the, ho- the whole point is to kind of reset what we've gotten so far. You know, I yeah. get all that, but it, it's just another example of DC or Warner Brothers or whatever. It's just the wrong time for a storyline that major. You know, it, it's yeah. terrible timing, it really especially is. with yeah. the universe rebooting. <laughs> like, like I, w- I would almost rather uh, them. Uh, they can't right? They spent so much money on the movie, but I would almost prefer if they were just like, look, we're just let's, let's just say none of it happened. And we're just starting over. <laughs> like, you I know, mean, I they did that with Bat- Batgirl. They just. Can that whole project? I don't like, think Batgirl costs that much money. I think it was ninety way million. It costs ninety million dollars to make Batgirl. Yo, so think about how bad that movie must actually. Have that's been. that's all I think about. It's like yeah, I, and I, people are of all, of all the are, um, I want to see it. Of all the people are petitioning <laughs> James Gunn to release it or something like that. But, I don't but think. Didn't, I, I, thought, I thought Warner Brothers like burned every copy of it. Like they showed it once yeah. to the cast, and then they we basically the literally I don't destroyed think the footage. I'm pretty I don't sure. think they ever do. They well, have a, a vault somewhere. somewhere. There's a vault somewhere. I gotta be honest, man. If they do, if they ever release it for HBO Max, if they ever say like, "Look, you know, we feel bad," and here you go, I'm 100 percent watching it. It's just gonna be so. Oh, yeah. It's got like I'm. I agree with you. Like, how bad could that movie have been? That when they watched yeah. it, they looked at each other and was like, "Nobody no, outside thanks. this room <laughs> can lay eyes on this again." It's like the holy, like, not the holy grail, the. Uh, but you know what was it from the first Indiana Jones movie where they opened it up and it killed everybody? Ark the Ark of the Covenant. It's like like their own version of that. They're like like they're like we're gonna cause a plague. It's gonna cause people to get a phone call in seven days. They're gonna die. Like no, we need to we need to. <laughs> you know, you know, one this. of them was just sitting there going like this. Hey Bob, how much money did we spend on this? Yeah, ninety, <laughs> ninety million. Fuck. You know, somebody jumped out a window. They probably watched it on like, on like the the 30th floor, and as it ended, somebody walked to the window and just dove out. Like yeah. I can't. Just, like you know, you know, someone was like, "I can't believe we spent 90 million dollars on this." Oh my god! But I, but it makes Lord me curious, this- though. To me, that's the best marketing. 
They should they should continue yeah. to remind us about Batgirl for like a couple <laughs> another couple of years, yeah, and then suddenly be like, you know what? We're gonna release it because I guarantee it'll make a billion dollars. People are gonna be like, all right, we want to see how bad this was. That gave us Halle Berry's Catwoman. Right, right, and they released yeah. that. They thought that and was a good idea. That. And they thought it was. They marketed the shit out of it. They spent like twenty five million dollars in marketing alone for that movie. They gave us Halle cartoon Halle Berry versus cartoon Sharon Stone, and they thought that was worth oh. it. Batgirl, <laughs> Batgirl was made with love. I mean, when you listen to the the directors who talk about Batgirl, they oh, really man. gave it they all. They're all. They really wanted you know, to no, do I, 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 I they, don't believe that, it. Because like when when I hear that that director talk about that or that star that was in that was in Batgirl, all they talk about is how different it was and how woke it was and how well, liberating yeah. it was and this that it was it was virtue signaling in a movie. Like, yeah. do we really need that anymore at this point? Like. It, it was meant to ma- be made to just like straight up like this is what we're gonna this is our version of Batman, you know. I I don't know, man. I I, I can't. I think it was just I think it just went too far, and the, the studio just said, "I'm done with it." I'm yeah, done with it. I definitely agree. I'm sorry, my my daughter is a uh... no. No, I, it, 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 I, I kind of want. I like. I have to see this movie now just to see how bad it is, though. I know. I know. I am too. Cause I it's gonna know. rank up there with like the Room and some of these other really bad movies, Trolls too. You know, like it's gonna be. Yeah. It's, it's gonna gotta, like it's gotta be that bad for them to just. Like, trash for them, like that. Let me take a ninety million dollar hit on that movie. Like right, nobody know. wants to lose money in Hollywood. Nobody wants to lose money in Hollywood. This is a, oh, an industry nope. that notoriously will do whatever they can to make every penny back. The only the only way that they would trash that movie because that cost ninety million dollars is if they had a bunch of analysts going there, going, "If we put this movie out, we will never be able to put out another superhero movie again because right. no one will ever take us seriously." Right. So it'll save us money to not not release it at this point. Again, we're talking about the studio that released Batman and Robin. We're yeah. talking about the, the studio that yeah. re-edited Suicide Squad a million times and released the garbage that we actually got. Like, they couldn't find an editing team that could put together a movie de- decent enough for them to go, okay, let's let's release now, this and see we, what happens. We or, get the air like we said, put it on streaming. You do know we get the air cut, though? Nah. I, I don't even want it, to be honest. I feel like at this point, if the, it's like this, the Snyderverse version of uh, Justice League. If it comes out and it's phenomenal... Then it's just like may all it does is kind of tease us because we're not going to get any more of it. Yeah. So just leave it alone. Let Sleeping Fish lie. But, think about so how much they wanted the Snyder Cut to come back, the Snyderverse to come back after yeah. uh, the Justice League. There, you know. Yeah. So it's like, what's the point? You're just gonna we're gonna love it. The studio, okay, great. The studio was wrong. Awesome. James Gunn's gonna take change it anyway. You know what I mean? So let, I was let, thinking that we're not gonna get the air cut because James Gunn already gave us the James Gunn version of Suicide Squad. Pretty much. Pretty and, and honestly. <laughs> Is there any hope that the air cut is better than what James Gunn gave us? I doubt it. No, there's no not way. A, not a chance. Not James, a chance. James Gunn version was pretty flawless as far as the Suicide Squad movie. It was Toro. Right. And in a way where we were actually I think, I think I think Will Smith slapping Chris Rock killed the air cut. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Oh, uh, Will Smith. You dog, you. Apparently, his new movie, by the way, is tanking hardcore. Oh, he, and yeah, nobody wants to see it. He's basically trying yeah. to be nice, right? Well, the marketing, the marketing is almost yeah. non-existent because it's Will Smith. They don't want him. You know, you can't put him on the face of anything right now. So. It's wild. I did read. I did read that James Gunn wants to do, you know, a Suicide Squad sequel at some point. 
but he wants to bring back Will Smith and have him and Idris Elba. So Deadshot and what the hell? Blood. What the hell is Idris Elba's character? Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Um, he kind of wants to have them almost interact in the in the sequel. You know, it's again it's cool, not the worst idea, but you know that's nah. not gonna happen for a long time. I mean, Will Smith has a yeah. lot of groveling to do before uh, they put oh, him yeah. in a big AAA comic book movie like that again. So, I, I think I think it's gonna be a long time before James Gunn directs something in DC. I think he's gonna be the puppeteer behind the scenes and not really handle the actual movies I don't other think he than really direct to direct. You know what I mean? As long as, yeah. he's, as long as he's really involved in the process, I feel like, you know, well, I think we're going to feel his, one, his, his, his um, personality. I think he's going to be the one picking directors, which I think is much more right. important. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Right. Cause he'll pick directors that kind of fit the story that they want to tell. As we've yep. learned, me. I, a director for these movies really, really means a lot. Well, let's uh, let's dive into that for a little. Like, as the last topic, that was one thing that uh, essentially was announced. I think yesterday I wanted to bring that up. This is about Marvel now. Uh, Feige basically announced officially that they're revisiting their slate of movies for the next two phases because they want to focus more on quant- quality versus quantity. And essentially, I thought you were going to say focus on Quanha. No. <laughs> I, I should have done it. I missed my chance. I should have. He wants to focus on Quanha. <laughs> He wants to take everyone's helmet off, which they already do yeah. anyway for the future of the franchise. Um, no, but he, it's basically him admitting that they came out with too many things too quickly. They didn't give the visual effects team enough well, time to okay, so Speaking of that, I wanted to bring something up anyway. Do you know how many projects Marvel put out for Phase 4? I never, too I never many? counted, but I'm going to guess uh, four shows a year, four movies a year. So let's say uh, almost 20 movies. 20 yeah, I was going to say 20. 17. Oh man, I was close. 17 total in two years, just just in phase four between shows, right. movies, everything. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. was 17 properties, and then, and then you want, like, you know, it really you, you really feel for the teams that are working on those movies because you're talking visual yeah. effects teams that are dealing with COVID protocols and having to like I mean, send footage back say, and forth and all kinds of shit. I would shit. say it was like, 3 years, not 2, but Yeah, it was probably it was 3 years I think, you know, over, they were over working the on it before before right. release dates and But that's still, still a lot. Insane, that's though. Before, still a lot. Yeah. before we were excited if we got 3 movies in 1 year. You're talking about 4 projects a year. Right. Right. And it's basically and this past year we we got like 6. So Right. You know, I mean that's a lot to be doing in in one single phase, yeah. no, it was. It, it used to be a big deal if they were releasing three movies in one single year. Yeah, it used to yeah. be like, oh mm-hmm. shit, next year is going to be amazing. We got three Marvel movies. Now right. we, we've basically gotten used to a Marvel show for six to nine episodes, and then a movie, and then another Marvel show. And, for six and nine episodes, then a movie. if it was a uh, an Avengers year, you were only getting the Avengers. <laughs> that's true. Like, <laughs> Nothing you, else you only, is you only got out. the one movie. That's right. And then yeah. they stopped. Oh, that's not that, true. So. No, that's not true. Oh, but what? Well, no, maybe you got two movies then. You got like Avengers, maybe and one other follow up, and that was it. Yeah, you got one, one like May, and then or you got you well, got May one, was the big uh, one. So May was the Avengers movie, and then you got end of the summer. You got another one. End of the summer, yeah, or November even. You know, yeah. yeah but so I mean, I, I mean I, my thing is, I hope I don't want them to stretch out like everything that comes out. I just want them to. Tighten it up a little bit, I guess, if that makes sense. In other words, like maybe take away one show and one movie, 
but don't like go from where we are now to like okay you're just gonna get one tv show and two movies and call it a day for yeah. the year you know what i mean like i like the i like the how often we're getting stuff you know i just want them to make sure that it's done right you know what i mean and me to me it's like you know uh, reschedule a movie if you have to reschedule a show I'm more than okay with it. You know what I mean? Make sure would, it looks good. It's. I think it's just the shows, man. They're they're pumping them out like. Yeah. Just if they push shows back a year, so instead of having four come out, they only do two, and make like a, a spring fall release on those, and, right. and they really focus on CGI and all that stuff and get it right, and then they have plenty of time to work on the next two and the next two, and it, it cramming four heavy shows on top of four heavy movies right. all in the year. It's like, dude, I, I would hate to be a graphic designer. Well, I do think speak for, any, for any of these movies or of shows. Like in defense of the graphic designers, I do think Marvel needs to take a step back and stop relying on CG so much. And I'm talking about for not for like, you know, She-Hulk, like obviously she gotta be CG, but scenes like in Spider-Man No Way Home where they have Flash standing in front of a green screen and he's supposed to be at some college party talking to Peter on the phone. Like, that shouldn't be a green screen thing. That just cost a ridiculous amount of money. Like, you know, like yeah. film it on a set where it makes sense and you can actually film multiple scenes. It might actually cost around. more. Yeah. To go, it might, might actually cost more to go to, a, go to a set then. Well, if they plan it right, though, they can do all yeah. the set filming in three or four months again and add the CG stuff later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like I think the other thing, too, is Marvel focuses a lot on the reshoots and, like, after the movie is done, just kind of fixing scenes and all kinds of stuff and it's like you know get your shit together feige <laughs> although yeah, i'm I mean, still you know he's facts. still killing it for me so i think <laughs> I for the know. most part i think for the most part like uh, you know the quality has suffered a little bit from what we've gotten it definitely has it definitely but i has. think they also i think they were choosing wrong the wrong people to to helm some of these projects yeah. see like i you feel know? like they that's an example of them giving into the public so there was a, a kind of a, a growing conversation about how every Marvel movie essentially looked the same or not looked the same, but felt the same. They all kind of followed the same cookie cutter kind of approach. Yeah. But that worked. I mean, very, yeah. very rarely did we complain about the way a movie was and, and kind of go, oh, it's the same thing. Doctor Strange is the yeah. same as Iron Man. Fuck, yeah, I don't like Doctor Strange. Everyone loved that stuff. You know what I right. mean? And then they gave Thor Ragnarok to Taika Waititi and he did his own thing with it and everyone fucking went ballistic for it. And I think yes. that, that was the moment where Feige that or was. Kathleen Kennedy or whoever was like, why don't we do that more often? And it's like, yeah. okay, but you know, now you gave seven different directors with very different styles, di- you know, different movies, and you gave them free reign almost. You gave them like too much control. Too much. Yeah, control. you gave them too much control. I, that was one of the that was one of the problems I think that you know uh, that we've been seeing is that they gave these directors like Thor: Love and Thunder. They gave Taika way too much control over that movie. Oh, 100%. There's a good movie there if you rein him back a little bit and and have him stick to an overall like theme story whatever. But they let him have way too much control over that. I think this goes back all the way to like Iron Man 3. I agree. You know, um where they you know, Iron Man 3 wasn't was an Iron Man movie. It was a Shane Black movie. Mm. You know, right. um, they started letting these directors have too much of their own voice, too much of their own like vision for these characters. When you've already set up a overall vision right. and voice 
for these right. characters. And it Which, was, but now, but that to that point though, Phase Four was the time to give these directors their own more freedom and let them do what they wanted. Like a, you know, I, I don't know that it worked, but it was the right time to do it to experiment because at least it changed it up a little bit. You know, yeah. But well, I, I mean, I, here's here's hoping that for Phase characters. Five and Six they kind of go back to the, uh, you know, yeah. we're we're gonna control this shit uh, kind of well. Who, well, yeah. who directed Quantum Mania? Do we do we ever look at that? Uh, Peyton Reed, same guy who did the first two uh, Ant Man's. Okay. All right, so that'll be kind of in the same yeah. theme, and, and that'll feel the same. Well, kind of forever was directed by Ryan Coogler, so that'll feel the yes, same. Yes, that'll feel the same. Yeah, that felt the same. Like that's that's the way they got to keep going with this. But I think they got to find directors for their new characters now that are going to do the right thing as far like they got to find somebody else to take on Thor at this point because Chris Hemsworth is not. Well, he flat out doesn't want to do it. I mean, he hasn't used yeah. the exact words of. I don't like Taika Waititi anymore, but he flat out no. was like, they need a new director. He said, he said he doesn't want to work with any more visionary directors. Yeah. 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 He, he's done with him. him. I don't blame you know, him for that but, one one bit. But I mean, that's a, that's a big that's a big hit, though, because everybody loved Ragnarok. And then, you know, you get to Love and Thunder, and it's like, what what the fuck happened? Like, what happened? Right. Between I was so amped for Th- Love and Thunder, too. You know, what, yeah. what scares me, though, is Sam Raimi doing Fantastic Four. Or, I'm sorry, Blade. I think it's more up his alley, but it's also kind of like it's more you know, of his alley. You, you gave him free reign with Do- Doctor Strange too, which was universally loved the first one, and he basically ruined it. So it's like, is yeah. gonna, Blade's a big character that people already have an established Huge. kind of like opinion about. And as much as this isn't the same Blade that we got before, everyone's going to expect a very similar kind of look and feel. Yeah. So Act. it's like, you know, can Sam Raimi pull that off? I don't think so. Yeah. I think they should have gotten Coogler to do Blade. I agree. I agree. I think that would have been would, dope. I think, actually, I would have been very amped if they chose him for sure. I think I think Coogler is the right guy to do Blade. I don't think. Listen, I love Sam Raimi, but Sam Raimi does Sam Raimi movies. No, right. I don't. I don't know that he knows how not to do a yeah. Sam Raimi movie. Even, you know, even the original yeah. Spider Man. Like you, you saw what happened when they when they just. It got too comic booky, so now he doesn't know what to do, and he's right. trying to make these weird right. fucking venom thing. And Toby Maguire's dancing, and he's got an emo haircut. Like I, no, Sp- Spider-Man Two was probably the last. Like they should have stopped with Sam Raimi at that point and given it to someone else. Yeah, and they should have given it. To he got his little horror out there with the with Doctor. Why would you? Because up. because he did so well with the first two. Like know. you got to like kind of let him keep going with it. But at the same point, it's like you know, and. Since then, what's Raimi done? Garbage. Well, the Evil Dead remake was actually really good. So, Evil Dead remake was good. Drag Me to Hell was decent, but they're they're small horror movies. Right. That's what Sam Raimi does best: is small horror movies. Right. You know, which is why Doctor Strange felt like a small horror movie with a wizard. Yeah. You know, (laughs) like. But it wasn't. It wasn't fantasy though. It was (laughs) sci-fi. Right. But. Wizards and witches. For upcoming sci-fi. Sci-fi. They have to start really thinking about the directors, and I think that's been their problem so far, especially with the shows too. I think. Old Rules Eleven says she loved Doctor Strange. Now, did you like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness or Doctor Strange One? Because we all universally love Doctor Strange One. I thought that was phenomenal. Scott Atkins is in it, so you know you can't really go wrong there. But the second one had a lot to be desired for us comic book nerds. All right, she said I mean, both. I, All right, you know, I don't know. I liked it more than you guys did, but I, you know, we we've, we've talked about that in the uh, past. Where 
my hopes weren't that high for it, so I think I got exactly what I was expecting. I think what 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 killed it for me was uh, the musical note battle. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was oh my god, that was, that was pretty, rough. Uh, what would have saved that, that scene is if Scott Pilgrim walked out with a guitar and started playing bass and helped him out. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah, like it looked. The movie had its problems, but overall, like I didn't hate it. You know, I Doctor, like overall says ever since it. Iron Man died. Uh, Doctor Strange is her favorite. I don't disagree. I love Doctor Strange. You know what I mean? I I, I think he's freaking phenomenal. I just think that movie yep. didn't do him justice. It was too quick. Yeah, this short. is against Benedict. Yeah. Benedict's amazing at the, at, on the role. Like he, he acts it out, you know. <clears throat> but I think it's more along the lines of um the the it was a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. Honestly, and, the and Wong took over as like the the best wizard in the MCU, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he's my boy. Wongers is the best. Wongers. Wongers, Wongers, Sorcerer Supreme. He's the Sorcerer Supreme. Like, you know, we got to see where all that's going to head to. Like, there's so much. There's so many questions we have with the MCU. What's What's next? Quantum Mania, and then what's after that? Yeah, Quantum Mania, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Yeah, so Phase Five, we're still doing wrap ups. Pretty much. I mean, it's. I mean, but, but the next two, not going to be quantum's not going to be a wrap up. It's going to be more. Of we're like technically a, doing wrap ups, but everything from this point on is pushing towards Kang. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, like, we should feel more of a direct line or direct connection to uh, uh, yes. Kang Dynasty. So, you know, we'll see what happens. If it's a good thing or not, I, I think it's going to be a good thing. I, one thing everyone's wanted is more cohesion with the movies. I feel yeah. like we're yep. going to get that. We might finally start getting some end credit scenes that matter. Um. So yeah. So yeah, they've been slacking on those end credit scenes. Well, they've been nothing but jokes, and I'm okay with one yeah. being a joke here and there, but like they're all just not nonsense jokes. Yeah. If you even get one, because in Wakanda Forever, Ryan Coogler thought he was too cool. He didn't give us one. So. You know. No, I mean that was that. From what I understood, that that was a that was a a choice based off of Chadwick's death. To give us. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I waited to the end credits. I want an yep. credit scene, Dan. It was bad because you waited, bro. <laughs> yes, I'm not denying that. Yes, I'm angry that I waited to the end credits. Don't Google this beforehand. No, why would I do that and see a spoiler? We're living yeah. in the internet. That's, that's a bad call. We're living, that's a bad call. We're living in the. I'm going to say one thing, and we're going to end it. We're living in the world of the internet, where if I Google like tonight, if I Google Willow, every thumbnail I see is going to be like. Oh, Warwick should, Davis dying like, and be like, oh, spoilers ahead. You, yeah. Like, no. I'm going to teach you the trick here. You type into Google how many end credit scenes are in whatever you're watching, and it just comes up of like, it's got two end credits. No, the, the first one. the first link is going to be Chadwick Boseman appears in Wakanda Forever. Right. I'm going to be like, <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? Like, no way. I, I will stay off the internet. If I don't want to be spoiled. All right, then don't be mad when, when they don't give you that second end credit. Well, you can't give me, what? What are, we, what are we at now? 30 movies at this point? And even, right. and, and let's include the shows too. And at every end credit scene, because every finale of every show they release has a scene at the end of the credits. And you give me a scene, and then suddenly, without warning, go, nah, we didn't feel like doing it this time. Are you mad at Endgame? Don't screw yourself. What'd you say? Are you mad at Endgame? Yes. Why wouldn't we get an end credit scene for Endgame? Yes, absolutely. I waited for the end fucking credits. Because it was the end of the the saga. There was nothing. There was no scene. It still doesn't make any sense. It makes no difference. And that's why Cooler didn't put one in Black Panther Wakanda forever, because it was the end of T'Challa's story. Fuck. No. 
Honestly, the scenes with fucking uh, Martin Freeman and, uh, you know, Alessa Vontega, Conquistador, that could have been an end credit scene. Him getting released from prison could have been an end credit scene. You know, that didn't need to be in the middle of the movie to make it even longer. Yeah. Anyway, we're ranting. Now we're we're ranting for too long. Uh, Real quick, uh, before we just sign off, we've jumped up a good amount in followers on Twitch, on YouTube, Facebook, on TikTok. We appreciate everyone who's jumping Thank you, in Transformers fans. And following. Thank you, Transformers fans. We hear yeah. you. The message is loud and clear. We are actively talking about some more Transformers content. I actually am not a giant like fan of Transformers. I don't like not like it. I just never got into well, then it. You watched our you watched our reaction. What did you think of the trailer though? So my my thoughts on the trailer are it looks like another shitty Michael Bay version. However, <laughs> However, and there's one. And I'll tell you one reason. Honestly, it doesn't look like a shitty Michael Bay version, to be honest. Bumblebee to me is the best Transformers movie. I think it's, for me, it looked the best. It, it had the most cohesion. It wasn't too long. Pacing was good. Um, the scene in the trailer for Rise of the Beasts at the end of the trailer, where it's just this big battle and just like long takes of Transformers changing and fighting, and I don't even know where it takes place. That to me, when I saw that, I said out loud to myself because I was in the car. I said. This is what Transformers is supposed to be. This scene right here is what I want for every Transformers movie. What upsets they me, need to though, get rid of the humans. hundred percent. They need to do hundred percent. But what upsets me is that I know that when the movie comes out, that scene is going to be like somebody describing some battle from history. It's going to be five minutes of that. What we just saw. And then they're never going to show it again. And we're going to cut to the humans and they're going to be the focus. And that just bothers me. I want robots fighting robots, transforming and going at it. But, you know, hopefully I'm wrong. Honestly, hopefully I'm wrong because that scene gave me chills. I was so like, this is what I fucking want in every Transformers movie. But uh, I just don't think it's going to happen. You don't, to be you don't like the human aspect of the Transformers No, movie? fuck the human aspect of Transformers. Listen, I mean, they, they who brought me Transformers? Some they've, they've brought me some of my favorite moments, though. What, like uh, Sam Witwicky getting uh, licked by a robot in the throat? Like, come on. Like, <laughs> no, fuck actually, never seen the first. The first movie was like the best one with the humans. But that was going to say the first that was movie probably the first, yeah, yeah, that Tyrese, was where the humans annoyed me the least. Tyrese yeah, and Josh Duhamel yeah. are fighting in this, in, in the, in yeah, the, like, amazing in the desert and everything like that. And they're fighting, and Josh Duhamel's trying to get a call out and he needs a credit card. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, I need a credit card. And Tyrese is shooting, he's like, left cheek, left cheek, yeah. it's in my pocket. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, that, that one was probably the, the, but that was also one of the shorter Transformers movies, wasn't it? Like, every single one after that was like two and a half hours or more. And like, listen, I like Shia LaBeouf. I think he's a good actor, but mm-hmm. you know that quick, like you know, stuttering, quick talking, like nervous version of him it gets old quick. And by the end of the second one, I was like, all right, we need to move on. Mark Wahlberg was like, I guess okay, but by that point, we just don't need humans. I want to focus. I want Optimus Prime to be the main character. You know what I mean? I want, <laughs> I want Optimus Prime to be the one we focus on, or Bumblebee, or somebody like that. Like, I want the robots to be the main characters. We don't always need some nonsense human to be the surrogate for the audience. Why can't we just focus yeah. on the fucking story that we want to see? No one's going to. Tra- I tell you right now. I agree. Even if you never heard of it, no one's going to a Transformers movie after seeing those trailers, wanting a human to talk. They want robots to fucking fight. That's what they want. So that's my my angry rant about uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. You're not wrong. Uh, it's my no, biggest problem yeah. with the with the with the movies. Uh, outside the first one, they just started going downhill, and yeah, uh, it's yeah. just like a corny joke after corny joke and weird. Right, and I would human argue elements they all have that don't some need good to action. be happening. 
Like every single one of them has good action, but we have to sit through 40 minutes of humans, you know, talking before Bickering we get to about it, something. You know? yeah. Transformers three, the that was the one um Dark of the Moon or or whatever it was. That one had yeah. probably, in my opinion, one of the best um battle scenes of all the Transformers yeah. that we've gotten so far. But before that, we had almost we had very little to no battle. It was just human shit. Um, and I remember I was so friggin' bored. And then they start taking over the city and the battle starts, then Optimus shows up, and then you're like fired up and amped up, but like yeah. You know, I don't need the the humans. I just don't need that. It just that's frustrating to no end. We've talked about it with Mortal Kombat too. Just throwing some random character in there because they think we're too stupid to just like follow along. Like I don't know. I don't get what the thought process is, but it happens to every movie. Some Hollywood exec is like, "Well, I don't know what's going on. You need to put a human it's in there. It's going to explain things for me." There needs to be a love story. Yeah, it's a Quan Ha effect. It's the Quan you ha need effect. a likable person to follow. And Quan Ha is another good example, right? In Halo, we want to follow Master Chief. Nobody wants to follow anyone else but him. Literally, not right. one person on the planet who's exactly. that show on wanted to follow anyone else. And instead, they go, here's what we're going to do. We're going to introduce this character that takes up half the time. Nobody knows who she is, and nobody cares. But, you know, she can answer questions for us. Like, fuck you, man. <laughs> I hate it. They just need a, they need a character. This is yep. this is my point. You guys are going to hate me for this. But this is my point with the Sonic movies. They had to throw James Marston in there so he can ask questions. Where are you from? What are you? Why do you run so fast? Or, you know, make Sonic the main character and don't give me the human. I don't need it. I don't need it at all. It's so annoying. That one was about Sonic getting a family, bro. Yeah, the first movie should have given us Knuckles and Tails, all right? <laughs> That's his family. That's fucking. Yeah, you don't get a second movie. <laughs> the second movie, there's a million Sonic characters. You could have the fishing fish, the fishing guy, whatever his name is. What the pink the fuck one. About any other Sonic Shadow. characters, Knuckles and Tails. Shadow? Shadow, come on. Shadow. Shadow. After, after those three, no one gives a fuck about any of the. All right, the good. fishing so, guy. Here's how much you don't give a fuck about him. You don't even know his name. I don't know his name. I only played as him <laughs> in the Dreamcast version because I wanted to unlock the true ending. <laughs> and all his levels were just fishing. <laughs> But so here's here's kind of just bringing it full circle, and then we'll end the show. I said before we don't need trilogies. They could have done one Sonic movie. It could have been good. You move on. We don't need any more. Yeah. Then turn it into a cartoon and uh, leave us alone. But all right, with that, we're gonna sign off. Thank you guys for arguing with me for an hour. We'll give the updates on the channel. <laughs> Let's. Re- oh yeah, God, we had so much going on now. So oversell podcast. Yeah. Oversell podcast. Uh, our wrestling uh, fanatic Zuplex over here com- is coming out. I think we're going to push for every Tuesday. We're trying to get that to come out, right? In the afternoon. Right, MVP yeah. hosted by Scythex over here. Um, that's going to, it's every other weekend. He does it live on Twitch. And then are, are you shooting for Tuesdays or are you just, after you do it live, you're going to put it on uh, the YouTube? I'll, it'll probably be on YouTube a day or two after. Okay. So it's live. So if you want to join in live, keep an eye out on the Facebook group. If you haven't joined the Facebook group, that's basically where all the announcements come first. And then you can join us on all the live shows. Um, the theater room will come out Thursday uh, on YouTube as well. Um, we also have the trivia challenge that the cha- that the captain is uh, hosting. Round two. We're on to round two. Uh, we had eight, 16 competitors. We're down to eight. And uh, that's going to, once he gets those recorded, we'll get those up on the YouTube as well. Am I the only one of us left? Uh, yeah, we're all out. Yeah. Everyone else is out. Um, we do rules eleven. Yeah, and, and a shout out for uh, for um, one shot for not even participating. Well, he, he, <laughs> I don't think he got invited, which is a. a no. uh, uh, I don't think he knew about it when John was trying to recruit people. He maybe was sleeping or working, and he couldn't. Uh, oh, that sucks. Time, so um, I was like, well, he's the only one that didn't join. No, he he would. He probably would have. Yeah, I'm sure he would have. 
Uh, o Rules 11, we do have a Discord. It's GGE Network. You can basically find us under that name. I think everywhere. if you do Command Discord in chat, it should pop up. I think. I can't type in the chat for some reason. Sure. It's not letting me. So if you want to do it real quick. Uh, Is your keyboard plugged in? Yeah, it's plugged in, but I have to like log in or something. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm literally streaming on Twitch. And when I go to comment on Twitch, it tells me I have to log in again. And it doesn't save the information. So, you know, yeah. train wreck. That's uh that's the name of the game with our uh, our the podcasts. Merchville. So, yes. <laughs> train wreck. I got, I got the, the train wreck shirt on. I can get around the microphone. We have our, our G Gen mugs, G Gen hoodies and hats. Yep. Uh G Gen t shirts. We're all over the place. So uh yeah, we got a lot, a lot, a lot of shit going on. There's the Discord right there, Nightbot. Thank you for uh, throwing that out there. And uh Another unboxing video coming from me. Yes, we got an unboxing video. And also, if you are thinking about getting into comic book collecting, Zuplex also kind of narrowed down the 10 best or 9 best, I think it was, uh, uh, comics that you should look into. 10 best comics you should look into. Keep an eye out for those two videos. The plan is... That'll be month to month, but the plan is for those videos to come out this weekend. So, With the key list. The key list and the unboxing from the CGCs. Um... I mean, I don't know. We've been we were talking about a lot of stuff behind the scenes. So we just got a lot going on. We have a giveaway going on right now. If you uh, check out the YouTube, the link for it is on there. Uh, spread the love and spread the word. You yep. also have Patreon. Tell your friends. Which we have to start uh, posting more things to. But, I mean, you know, we all got full-time jobs and families. So we do our best. <laughs> Thanks for jumping in, guys. Thanks for everyone who jumped into the chat. And uh, I will see you next week, Tuesday at 830, live for the theater room. Or you'll see it on Tuesday, next Thursday. And we-